Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. It's a big episode. Here's what's coming up today. We take your calls. You want to talk about anything Luton related. Now is the time to do so. Number of them lined up. It's going to be a good one. And we're also going to discuss the Huddersfield game very quickly before we get into the calls as well. A one-all draw makes it four points from our last two away games, which I think we're all happy about. And uh, tonight, as always, I'm joined by Dave and Bataro's joining us over Zoom today uh, in you know, just in, in, in line with the government advice of not allowed to mingle us anymore, mate. Yeah, he has to speak. Yeah, you have to speak, though, Bataro, because just waving at us on screen doesn't work. <laughs> well, I thought I'd wait for the first, because I don't want to be a bit of a twat and uh, butt in. But, uh, yeah, how are we? You all right? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. We're good. It's, it's really weird not having you here and having you on the screen, to be honest. Yeah, I know, mate. But, you know, you still see my beautiful face up close and personal. I know. Look at that. There Tell you, you what, as well, we were only half an hour away from you being naked on the kitchen table. Well, on, yeah, well, whilst on Zoom. <laughs> oh no, it's not a thing you want to think no. about, really. It really isn't. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> well, it was a good point away at Huddersfield. Here are some three-word reviews. Let's uh, just go through these very quickly. Liam says hard four point. Dwayne says four four from six. Uh, Matthew says, we've got George. Uh, Joe says, top half team. Charlie Bunker says, onwards and upwards. Tim says, we need fullbacks. And Darren says, decent week away. And it really was just a decent week all round. You know, we did that uh, Rotherham podcast. We spoke about how good a win that was. And I think, I don't even know if we said it on the podcast, but we said we would have taken a draw from that Huddersfield game. And we did well to get one. Yeah, I think we'd all take a draw, wouldn't we? I mean, let's face it, two away games, four points, happy days, really. So, can't really complain. But, at the same time, we do like to throw away a lead occasionally, didn't we? Yeah, but let's, let's be honest. Like we said, you know, four from six is a, is a really good return. Two really tough away games, really. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, we, we had a chance in the first half to, to, to maybe do better than we did, but we didn't. And But four points, got to be happy with that, totally. And it was yeah, a very well-taken goal from George Moncur, wasn't it? And it's just so good to see this guy. You know, he, we spoke about him on Wednesday and we all said he had such a good game that, like, he could have scored, like, two or three on Wednesday night against Rotherham, especially that one in the second half when he got through and tried to chip the keeper. And this one just seemed to be, like, the hardest of all the opportunities. He's hit this on the volley. It's dropping from the, from the air. And it's, it's a great finish from George. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Brilliant goal, yeah. And do you know the weird thing is as well, right? So I only saw today um, on wherever it was, Hatter's News or whatever else, that he uh, apparently got off the chance to go as well, which yeah. I'm, I'm not really surprised at that, but the fact that he stayed and he scored, let's face it, could be a really important goal at the end of the season. Good on the boy. Good on him. It's like Nathan Jones said, so, though, with um, with the likes of George Moncar and Tunnicliffe, is that you know they, they have the opportunity to stay here and fight for their place. And George Moncur, well, he's been a League One player pretty much most of his career. If he wants to be in the championship, now is a chance to like step up and prove it. You know, he's got to learn this off the ball stuff, which I think is the main thing that's holding him, holding him back from what you hear about him. 
So, yeah, it's good to see him start. It's good to see him get a goal. And, you know, he could have had a goal at Rotherham. And let's just hope it, it continues maybe after the international break. And yeah, I think it'll be all right. And wasn't the offers from a League One club anyway or, or League lower than we are in? So he's done well. He's done well and he played well. And let's face it, like you say, it's his first time, his first time, time playing in the Championship. Well, even if it is or whatever. I mean, the boy still wants to play in the Championship. He wants to be up there for his career. And I hope it goes for him. I really do. And if you keep scoring goals like that, mate, then fuck me, we're getting naked every week. But yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Can you stop? Can you stop the naked thing, Bizarro? Really stop it. Brilliant. It's not the right thing. Maybe he scores three in a row, eh? Let's hope so, mate. Um, we've got two home games coming out of the international break, haven't we? Birmingham and Blackburn, or Blackburn and Birmingham. It's going to be... You look at it on paper and you think, they're two winnable games. They are two very winnable games. Uh, so well, I mean, Blackburn got a slide down the table, didn't they, a little bit? Blackburn sliding, did you say, yeah. Season. Yeah, after the good start to the season. So, why not, eh? Why can't we get a few results there as well? Oh, well, sorry, Dave. What was you going to say? I feel like I just butted in there, mate. Sorry. No, you carry, you carry on. Now. Carry on butting in. Carry on. Um, if but, we yeah. talk about the second half of the Huddersfield game very quickly before we get into some calls today, um, their equaliser, it was just a bit disappointing, weren't it? Because Nathan Jones said if he had brought Breon a few minutes earlier, uh, you know, he might have stopped that cross, might not have gone that position to no, cross yeah. the ball. But it was easy, you know, easy header back across goal. Do you know what I would have said? I, I think me and Batari said it on Saturday. You know, it was coming. It was just... Definitely coming. Yeah. As 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 the game wore on, you knew we didn't play well second half. We weren't creating anything. And it was just chance after chance. They were going to get one of them. It was going to go in. Yeah, of course. I mean, I felt like we were under, the, under pressure quite a lot for quite you know, large periods of that game. But don't get it wrong, we did it right. I mean, away from my like I say, not really pretty matters anymore. But the fact that, you know, a point away at Huddersfield, yeah, maybe we got three points last season. But look, different stage of the season. I mean, it was last season, we need the points to really stay up. And this season, I mean, you take a draw at this stage. 100%, of course you would. So, we said that, that was... We said that on Saturday, didn't we? It was a different Huddersfield team this time. Last time, we felt yeah. they were very cagey and they didn't want to lose because they knew that point would keep them in, in, the, in, the, in the division almost. Um, yeah. This time, it was, it was different second half. They were, they were full on. And we didn't cope very well with them at the back at, t- at times, and, and it was going. They were going to score. They were going to score. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's face it. We got the run around for a little while, didn't we? Yeah. Quite a long time. We got the run around for, and like like you said, Dave, it was only a matter of time until. And yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it happened, but overall, a point is a good result. So we'll take that. We'll move on, and we'll kick on to the two home games, and let's go again. Let's let's not lose. And I think That's if you look back at last season as well, there's some games last year where maybe if this was played under, I know we don't like comparing managers, but like under the first half of the season under Graham Jones, that's a game he might have lost. And we said it, we didn't like draw much last season under Graham Jones, really, did we? we there was not hardly any any draws. And like one springs to mind was that Birmingham away game when we conceded and we thought, you know what, maybe we should just settle for the one all and then we go lose 2-1. And there's so many games last yeah. season where it, it was like, like Cardiff away as well, one all. Then we go concede last minute. And you just think, this season, it seems like we're holding on to these points. They're more motivated. And it's They're good. More motivated. Having a point is, is good. It's better than none, obviously. Yeah, but it's, it's motivation, isn't it? If, you, if, if you've got the right person telling you what to do and how to do it and that you're good at it, you'll go out and you'll do it. That's how I feel. It's the motivation, I, different. I don't feel like, obviously, obviously you mentioned like the Cardiff game, uh, second game of the season, whatever it was. I think 
that it just came down to circumstance of the day. I think, you know, it was a fucking windy day and whatnot. I mean, maybe maybe management didn't come into that. So I felt for me, we weren't that bad. It was just maybe yeah. individual errors. I think maybe we need to write that one off. I mean, that was completely different. But I understand what you're saying. But I think there was a couple of times where the players let, obviously, management down. But, yeah, I mean, we're, start, we're starting to get, what's the word? Um, no, it's got out of my head. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If, if, the players, if the players are not happy... They're not happy with their manager. They, I mean, they should be professional enough to perform as well as they could. But if they're not being set up right, if the team's not being picked right, if he's not being motivated right, don't expect them to do that well, do you? Either way, look, we don't want to. We don't. We've had such a good start to the it's season. A we don't start. need to be. No, it's uh, a brilliant start. Reflecting on last year's negativity, but um, today's podcast, we wanted to do a phone in. We wanted to do our first ever phone in. So we put out on social media last Friday. If you wanted to get in touch, just drop us a call, and we might do this. If this is successful, we might do it again. Um, so this could be very good, Batari. You might get loads of people going, where on earth is your tattoo? Yeah, where's your tattoo? Yeah, well, it's locked down, isn't it? So it's been, it's been a bit difficult this year. I mean, I've tried to get myself home to Spain to get it done, but, you know, with the quarantine laws and that sort of shite, I can't... That's that's basically the reason what's happening, because I've got a trusted tattoo artist over there who's we'll done my other work. And I'll be honest, I don't really want to go to anyone else. So that's what's happening. I'm holding out for that. And maybe I might say, I'm saving up a bit of holiday for next year. I'd like to go over there. We're going to hundred percent get it sorted, aren't you? Are we videoing? Oh, of course. Are we going to video? Got, if we if we're going to film I've, it, though, if he's doing it abroad, that'd be fantastic. It's yeah. a holiday, isn't it? Got to try and get out there. Um, so we get into the call then. Calls then. You ready? Ready for some calls? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Well, let's start then with Stephen Day. You're our first caller on O oh, when the town. Stephen, what do you want to talk about? The uh, game against Huddersfield at the weekend. Oh, did you watch the game then? Yes, I did. What did you make of it? Because we've just been chatting about George Moncur and how we feel he's deserved this opportunity in the starting eleven. He's he's kind of like he's found starting games quite tough in the last year. But do you do you think he can now like kick on? Maybe start some more. Yeah, I think on Saturday he did look better starting than what he has done previously. Because I remember um, when we were in League One, I remember thinking he's he's more of an impact sub than he is a starting player because he used to. Burn out by forty-five minutes, you know, maybe even sixty minutes, seventy minutes. Like he used to burn out, and there used to be not much creativity from him. But on Saturday, I think he looked good for for the match. I think he's improved a lot with the starting matches. So yeah, I think he did really well. I think I would agree with that. What do you think, Patari? Yeah, of course. I mean, off the ball, like we're saying today, obviously about the um, uh, what was it, Nathan Jones saying he needs to work off the ball and whatever else. I mean, you can see that Saturday. I mean. That's Mr. Nathan Jones himself drilling it into him because let's face it, he's got the opportunity now at a championship football. He has to stick by it and he has to improve his game, which let's face it, like you said, Stephen, the uh, has uh, sorry, had looked has looked a lot better recently coming into it, starting than he previously has, especially like I said in League One. And I would agree but, um, I would agree with Stephen that, that he, he was a an impact player. He'd come on the sub and he would make a difference. So it's good to see him starting as far as I'm concerned. And Stephen, do you think yeah. that is down to, you know, maybe Nathan Jones and him coming in? Because Nathan said in his interview the other day that he was the one that brought George Moncur to the club. He may have like joined after Jones had left previously, but he's and he was his transfer target. So do you think now Nathan Jones has that, you know, chance to work with George Moncur that we could now be seeing the best of him? Yeah, I think so, because I think we we all know that Nathan Jones' recruitment is has been brilliant really and um, I think with him wanting to sign him like it was being his signing um, I think he's obviously got got a way that he wants George to play and um, I read up on the, um, the interview that um, he gave about George Moncur after the game and 
the fact that he said, like, you know, like, there was offers for him to leave, but and Nathan said, like, you've got to, you know, up your game a little bit. I think that's probably the best thing that George could hear at this time because, as I said, we see him as an impact sub. But now the fact that he's come on and given a good performance away from home against the tough side as yeah. well, I think that's that's helped him improve, you know, being told the truth. And, yeah, I, I believe that Nathan Jones could be the right thing for him to succeed at the club. I, I would say that that's, that's spot on, really. And I've said that about Luke Berry as well because, you know, Barry wasn't playing under Graham Jones and now he's on the pitch court. And with Elliot Lee as well, I guess. And Elliot Lee, yeah. And, and so, you know, the motivation that the, the manager gives you is the best thing, isn't it? So I, t- I totally agree with you, Steve. is very silent. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what it is, lads? I'll be honest, I'm struggling to hear it a little bit. It's, uh, I've had problems going on here. I think I'm missing... <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest, I think I'm missing everything. So I'll hear one thing, I'm thinking, shit, is that what's being said? Or I don't know. But yeah, um, I'll be honest, it's quite difficult on this. Fuck Zoom, mate. I need to get view boys. <laughs> I'll just come over, lads, because I can't. I can't do this. He's struggling, are you, Batara? No, a little bit, mate. No, it's, me is a bit. The well. point. The, the point Stephen made though was totally, totally valid. Totally brilliant. And Stephen, are you happy with a point from this Huddersfield game? Are you a bit disappointed we couldn't hold it out because I think, you know, you look at that that last two away games, four points from six. Can't really complain, can you? No, exactly. I'm, I'm not complaining with it. And I remember thinking. Um, after after the match, I was thinking when we were nil nil against um, was it Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday? No, uh, Rotherham. Rotherham. That's it. Rotherham on uh, on Wednesday night. I remember thinking at nil nil, we've probably got a good chance to win this. But uh, um, one nil at half time, I was thinking I'm not too confident about us seeing this out for a win. But you know, a draw a draw was a fair result really because Huddersfield were. Um, strong and I think yeah I'm happy with four points from two away games definitely Batara would you say a draw was a fair result of the of the Huddersfield game oh, oh 100% of course I was just about to say I mean let's face it we could have even lost it because we were under a lot of pressure for that especially that second half if I'm not mistaken but um, also I did watch it Dave but you know the beer started flowing didn't they but um, <laughs> yes. no what I was going to say is but no, the fact that, you know, we withstood the pressure and maybe in the past we, we may not have been able to do that. And, you know, gave out conceding more than two or whatever, especially away from home. But, well, remember that large period that we uh, didn't win a game in under Mr. Graham Jones. Yeah. But, oh, we did, no, I mean, we did point say overall is, is a, well, it's a good result, really. Away to Huddersfield would take that. I mean, they've got some serious players in their squad, let's face it, as well. They were a Premier so, yeah, League team. They were a Premier League team just two seasons ago. Exactly. Full stop. Well, thanks so much for your call, Stephen. Bill is up next. Bill, was it you want to talk about? Hello, um, I just wanted to sort of talk about the Huddersfield game in general and just sort of how we're, um, what the, the defensive side of us now is, is good to watch, even though sort of the attacking side is not going as good as we like. We're lacking a bit of creativity, but I think that is something we need to see right now. What would you put the defensive, you know, improvements down to? Because I know Bataro on the screen here, he looks at Sonny Bradley and he, he loves it. Out, out of the I back love- four, what do you think it is that's made us look more solid defensively? I, yeah, I have to agree with Bataro. I think Sonny Bradley stepped up massively. And yeah. I think that comes down to Carter Vickers last season. He, those two formed a great partnership and Sonny sort of brought that in, into this year. And now even Pearson's improving. Well, I don't, didn't think I'd, I'd say that uh, this time last year, but yeah, I, I think even Pearson is getting better. Pearson, yeah, yeah, yeah you would say that. We said that on Saturday, didn't we? Bizarre, I was watching the game. Actually, Bradley, um, y- you love him, 
You totally love him, and and he's and he's been a very strong defender. Pearson's had two cracking games in a row, two in a row, absolutely brilliant games. Yeah, definitely. I think with that as well, I think when he was sort of playing in that in the back five, I think that helped a lot. I liked him sort of more central because it sort of it, it didn't mean that he was out on the uh, out on the right tipping balls down the line trying to find Collins, which rarely happened. But in that more central role, he sort of can play out to. Bradley and Lockyer sometimes where they're probably a little bit better on the ball than he is. Batara, I think you wanted to say something then. Um, oh, it's gone, mate. I've mean, gone. <laughs> playing like a Simpson, honestly. Do you know what it is? Because you're not sitting yeah. opposite us today. That's what it is. He's on this bloody computer thing. He, he, he really doesn't, he doesn't keep it in his brain long enough to think about the response. That's the problem you've got. <laughs> No, do you know what it is? I don't want to be rude and just talk over people. I've got a habit of doing that sometimes. And, uh, you know, <laughs> people might fucking say, what the fuck's he doing? Shut up, mate. You know what I mean? But, um, no, I was, like I said about, obviously, Bradley, Sammy Bradley. I saw a little stat today as well about him. Go on, uh, it was his second in the championship for most interceptions and clearances or something like that. Which a, is pretty good. He's, he's a very, uh, but you've got, you've got to agree, he's a very, very strong player. But look at the uh, look at the people that have played alongside him now who are also improving. That's the point we just made, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, like I said, Matty Pearson, he has uh, last two games, like I said, he stepped out massively. He's like a proper defender. And obviously, like you said, you, don't, you know you're not going to get the uh, the mad passing ability from, obviously, Mr. Pearson. But like I say, you, you can offer up your services to someone else to do that. Whereas he wins the ball. I mean, has he been playing like a, is he wide or right uh the last two games, like right back or whatever. Are you Pearson? Yeah. Uh, he 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 started. He, he was right back the other night, wasn't he? But um, I've got to agree with Bill. You know, the thing is, the thing is that he has definitely improved. He's definitely had some great games. Um, and maybe you know, the, who was the other two of the back four on the weekend? I can't remember. Craney, Craney, Craney's brilliant. Right. And Bree or where he was. Bree came on, didn't Bree he? Bree came on, you know. So, like, defensively, I think we're looking pretty solid. Bill, you said attacking-wise at the moment, we it's not quite doing it for you. Uh, do you think maybe we could have... I know we did get Nombi in the in the window, but do you reckon that's something that we could have, like, properly strengthened in and got, like, a proper, decent striker in? Well, I think it's not as much of a problem, I don't think. I think... It's- when we're conceding, when we're sort of not conceding as many, there's not that much focus on the attack to score as many goals. But it would, yeah, it would be nice. I, th- oh, well, I think we're missing that creativity that um, Izzy Brown left when he used the yeah. glasses. Because that, I think Barry's a great player, but I prefer him a little bit deeper. I don't sort of like him at that sort of tip of the diamond when we played in there before. But I think that's the sort of a position. Maybe Dewsbury Hall can come in and do it because he's, he's shown that he's quality and he can sort of play those through balls that um well to get Cornick and Lee in. But yeah, I just feel like I feel like we should give Nombe a chance as well because he's tw- he's twenty one. It's not like he's one the he's not eighteen or something. He's not that young. And you see that with sort of Jal Pedro playing for Watford. He's he's nineteen, he's he's playing week in, week out. And I think Yeah. Hopefully we can start to see him see him a lot more. Do you think Bataro having Nombe potentially just in and around the first team squad? Maybe get him on the pitch for 10 minutes or so could be a good thing going forward. Yeah, of course. Why not? I mean, I've seen Nombe play a couple of times. Uh, well, obviously not live because I won't go into that shite. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is he, he works he works very hard. I've, seen, I've talked about it with a few people who've watched him play a few times. And, well, what I've seen and what they've said, it matches up. I mean, hard work rate. I mean, apparently he's not... He's not obviously, he's a young kid still. Well, not a kid, but he's still young. He's not a finished article. But at the same time, 
get him in there, get him some experience, and why can't he push on? And I'd, I'd take him on the pitch. I really would. I'd love to see a bit of him because he reminds me of a bit of James Collins, but yeah. a more maybe a quicker version of him, more youthful. We'll have to wait and but see yeah. if he gets on the pitch in the next two games then. Uh, Bill, some really good points. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, let's move on to Felix, a big Ludentown fan. Felix, what do you want to talk about? Generally, kind of just the direction of the club in the next couple of years, um, what the transfer window might look like in the winter um, and what our squad and position in the league will look like once all our best players are fit and don't have coronavirus. What do, you, what do you see that direction as then? I mean, in the next two years, do you see us as a club that potentially could be pushing for the playoffs in the championship, maybe, maybe you know, yeah, ab- being established? Absolutely. I think um, we've got a good core of young players. We've, had, we've got Nombe, who, could pretend, who we, I think, have an inclination to buy or something like that. Morale looks like could be really good. Um, Cornick also, if he doesn't, if he doesn't leave, um, I think by... Even by the end of this season or by the end of next season, we could definitely be pushing, you know, Pushing for the really Premier League is, is what we all want, isn't it? We, we all want us to be pushing on and being an established championship side, I would say. Um, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would agree with you. I would I would say, the you know, get the youth in. We're developing the youth right now. So Nombe is, is, a, is, a, is a really good shout. And uh, Cornick, why, why would Cornick leave a successful team? Who You know, apart from... I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like we've had a a history of if we have a season where one player does really well, um, like JJ and Stacey last year, and uh, fairly fairly young, I mean, Cornet's what, 24? Um, True. Yeah, we we have been a selling club in the past, which does worry me slightly, but um, I think if we're, you know, the better we're doing, the the more likely he is to, he is to, stay, to stay, that's the only... I would say we, yeah. we, we, have, we have been a selling club in the past and, and, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be a selling club in the future. But um, the reason we're a selling club, for me, is the fact that we need the money to survive. If you're, doing, if you're being successful in the championship, then maybe the need is not so great to sell. If you're being very successful... You can't hold back a, a player no, no, from I'm playing not in saying, the Premier League. No, no, I'm not saying you can hold back a player from playing the Premier because that would benefit us if he went to a Premier League team. But, you know, in the past, when we was in the lower leagues, we'd sell on because we needed the money. Yeah. So what you hang out for now is the best price, right? And if you get the best price, then you increase your squad and then you, you make your squad stronger, surely. And the fact that we're in a yeah. championship as well. It's not like quite like being in League 2 or the conference anymore or like League 1 in last season, season before even, sorry. But, I mean, we're looking at a healthy position, don't we, boys? So it's quite exciting. Like I said, um, getting Joe Morrell in, Obviously, a few of the younger boys on loan, but no, nah, it's good times for us boys. It's good times, it really is. And Felix, if we and the had fact that to, recruit, well, well, I was going to talk about the recruitment then. Uh, Felix, if you look at the, you know, winter transfer window, the next summer transfer window, do you want us to see like us signing more younger players that could then fit into this vision over the next couple of years? Is that is that what you think we should do? I mean, I think we've got we recruited well enough in the summer that I don't think we need to, unless you know any any players leave next next summer, obviously. Um, Jewsby Hall is unknown and if, if Nombe doesn't stay then um, him obviously but I think the the area I've seen us um, lacking in games sometimes is, um, is, is is like what we used to see in League One sometimes where we where we kind of trail off in the second half a bit like we did against Huddersfield so maybe someone a bit more experienced I mean Mike Carter-Vickers obviously we can't afford him yeah. but you know he could he could help us keep 
um, keep that concentration because like you saw against Blackburn it, it was like in the 90th minute all the rest of the team were pretty exhausted and he was kind of making Superman tackles um, keeping us in the game so I think a player like that if we've got if we've got any sort of money I think um, that's a really good point we should focus on that rather, rather than rather than kind of 20, 20 21 year old yeah I think Batari we've said a lot um you know, when Alan McCormack left, we were like, we're lacking a player like that, aren't we? That can, you know, just, he can just take drag control. you through a game. Yeah, take control. Do you reckon that is something we need going forward? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, you can't miss experience, really. And let's face it, I mean, like you said, McCormack's in the past, even like going back as far as Kevin Nickel, I don't even know if you remember him. I see being quite young. but um, What player? But yeah, what a bloke. I mean, just someone who can sort of like get the players rallying together, fucking grand by the scruff and they tell him, come on boys, let's do this. But no, I mean, look, if someone could show their worth and pop through, I mean, you might even get from a younger boy. I... Someone who's like 22, 23. But I mean, we've got to find out there. I mean, there's not many leaders out there. Not leader leaders anyway. Not like you say, your McCormacks, your Nichols. Yeah. With the, with the but... exception of the famous quote uh, about Man U, they're not going to win anything with those kids. Um, I think you always need... You always need somebody who's 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 the anchor, almost. You know, experienced the established, head. experienced head that can help these kids develop or these younger players develop. And um, I sort of agree with, with what's been said. Really, you know, when you get that person there, you're stronger, Carter, because we're stronger. Felix, season. thank you so much for your call. You were great. Let's move on to Clive. Clive, what's it you want to talk about? Um, just how well it's going this season, really. Just uh, it's just a pleasure to watch. Some of the games, one or two have been a bit uh, a non-event, but generally the season's just been really good. And what would you put that, that success this season down to? We've got a structure, I believe. And also we're, we know the players know what they're doing. And that's a massive difference. I felt last year the players just didn't seem to understand the system that was being put to them. But this year it's simple, straightforward. You can hear Nathan Jones shouting on the sideline, can't you? Structure, yeah, structure yeah. all the time. And I think that's just brilliant. But also they're, they're playing for the manager. Um, and I think it's a good example on Saturday when I think it was it was close to 90 minutes when they had a, uh, Huddersfield had a bit of a breakdown on that hour right-hand side. And the Marlowar tracked him back and it brought him down, took the yellow for the team on the halfway line. And I think so many times last year, that player would have been left to go run into this, down the channel. And what did you used to talk about all last season? Crosses? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just used to cross the ball yeah. and in it went, didn't it? All yeah, the absolutely time. Absolutely true. Yeah, I remember I remember you talking about it. I think you even came up with a figure, didn't you, for the amount of goals we conceded? <laughs> I think it was but... something like, it was, I can't remember, it was like 30 out of 50, I think, were crosses. But Batari's, yeah. Clive's made some really good points there. And, you know, we... Hey, excellent. We spoke, we've, we've spoken today on this podcast about previous managers and, and motivation and stuff. Do you think Nathan Jones, obviously, is just, he's just right for Luton, isn't he? And maybe the players under, under Graham Jones, and maybe it wasn't so, so much the management, but maybe it was what he wanted them to do that they just couldn't do. Oh, he said structure. Yeah, I, I, and also, I know he, he probably wasn't the most popular choice to come back. Um I think probably a lot of people were like, well, what is it? What have they done? But uh, do you know what, boys? Honestly, I thought it was a stroke of genius. Um, that could have backfired, but he knew those players and he knew most of the squad. And if there was one man that was going to get the most out of that squad, and that was Nathan Jones. I just think, yeah, he, you know, look at Bree as well. He, he wasn't one of his players. But, I mean, he came on leaps and bounds. 
when uh, after lockdown. Um, he just, yeah, he's got great motive. Must have, he must have great motivational skills. He must be. And uh, sorry, and another one, uh, Monker, last two games. He's been good at three. That's absolutely true, Clive. We was we were just saying earlier that um, it's all about motivation of your team, and we have the right motivator in. Jones obviously knows his players. He obviously knows how we want to play, and they want to play for him. You're exactly right. We didn't see that last season before Jones got back, so he was an inspired choice, an inspired choice to come back. I agree with you totally. The team has changed a lot, a lot since he's come back, and and, and it's. As an older person watching the game, I'm proud to see the effort they put in. Absolutely proud to see the effort. Because I don't think sometimes last season we saw that. No, absolutely. Would you have seen Loa-Loa tackle back and put in a tackle like that, take one for the team last year? I'm not so sure. I agree with you. Um, And do you know what else? On Saturday, um, go on, Batari, you go for it. I was just saying, I agree with that point. Like you said, no one would take one for the team last year. I agree with it. We all discussed this before, haven't we, boys? So, no, it was great to see. I mean, me and you, Dave, we sat there, didn't we? And we were sitting there going, screaming at last year. It's brilliant, yeah. Absolutely screaming at, take take him out here. Yeah, take him out here. Exactly that, Mm. exactly that. Because it's exactly what you want to see. You've got to, haven't you? It's it's part and parcel of today's game. You just can't let players run and run with the ball. Get it down the channel. Get in the dangerous areas. You know, how many times have we failed on the halfway line? Yeah, you know, and, and also I read today as well that apparently we've got twenty-two yellow cards this season. We had thirteen at this time, same play, same time last season. So that proves that they're actually putting in the effort and putting in the challenges. What a shame! So you've got to, what a shame, though, that we're not there to watch it. That's that's the yeah, biggest thing. Yeah. And imagine being there I mean, and cheering them through. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I live in West Wales. I'm right over here in the far end of Wales here, but I get to the games as much as possible with my long-suffering friend here, who, uh, who will probably be listening tomorrow. He's from Aberystwyth as well, so we we, join, we we get to as many games as we can, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame, isn't it? There's been so many great performances that we've missed. I mean, you guys would have been at the Blackburn game, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I'm not sure I would have got a ticket, but what a game that would have been. True. I would, have, I would have tried. I honestly, I would have tried, but yeah, it, it would have been difficult. I think there's so many games this season, isn't there, that we're all just looking at thinking, if fans are allowed back in, especially that Watford one. Oh, don't even go. No, don't, I, can we can not talk about, don't talk about Watford right I'm now. I'm not even don't a season ticket holder. How am I going to get a ticket to get into these Do you know games? what? Here's the not reason sure. why you're not getting a season ticket, because who you work for. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got to go last week, Gregory. What are you talking about, mate? Got to go last week. That is true. I did get to go last week. It was a good fun. Um, Clive, thank you so much for call. You were great. Let's move on to Tom. Uh, Tom, what did you make of the Huddersfield performance on on Saturday? Uh, I think it was a solid performance, really. Probably more with Castle. And happy with George Monker getting on the score sheet. What did you make of his performance? 100 percent. I think he completely deserves it. He put in hard work to get the goal. Should have had one against um, last game. That you know, he missed opportunities. We spoke about that, but I didn't we? The, the two chances he missed against Rotherham, he should have, he, he, well, he could have scored in that first half. He kind of put it a bit straight at the keeper. And the second half, he gets through and he chips it. Dave, you, was it Dave in the toilet? It wasn't it. I saw oh, the replay. I saw the replay. Bataro, over to you. Well, can I just, like I said, can I just say about that miss? I mean, well, sorry, the goal actually on Saturday. I think that was a harder chance than the other two previous to that. But, you know, it happens if we do it sometimes and when you like someone like Mr. Mulcair comes into it and he scores absolute better. I mean, does he score any bad goals, really? 
He always seems to score an important goal, doesn't he, George Moncur? Yeah. He only scores screamers. Only scores screamers. Last minute normally as well. Yeah. And Tom, how do you see the next two games going? Obviously, we've got two home games coming up, Blackburn and Birmingham. How do you see them two going? I I think Blackburn will be very tough. I I don't see us winning it, really. I mean, we we could put in an effort, but they're going to be a tough side to beat. I think Birmingham might be a bit easier soon as they stand on the table. Obviously, not as performing as well they want to be. How many points would you say would would you would you take? Would you take three points from them two games? Would you take four points? I would take three points seeing where we are on the table. I think we're doing great this season. So far. Three points I'd be happy with. But Tyra, what are you saying? Would you take take would you take a win and a loss from the next two home games? Yeah, I don't like losing at home, so I'd just take anything other than two defeats. I'll be honest, that's the way I look at it. But I'd look, obviously you need more points on board. So instead of like, you know, two draws or whatever, I'd, I'd take a win rather than the two draws, obviously, because it's an extra point game. But I don't know, I think for me, like you said um, just then a second ago, that um, you think we've got more chance of beating Birmingham. But, you know, the Luton way is we'll probably end up beating Blackburn and losing to Birmingham or something like that. But yeah. no, what I'm saying, I think I think, we, I think we'll get a result against Blackburn, me personally. It would be nice because, to uh, get... Sorry. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, they're, they're a slide, aren't they, at the moment? But Blackburn, but like it's early doors. But no, I mean... Anything other than defeat, I take. I always say it, but I just don't want to lose at home. I think it really matters with fans not being there, but I just don't want to lose at home. That's the big thing, though, Bataro, because the fans are not there. It's not like a proper home game. And I, yes, I think it. that's the reason why there have been so many different results this season, not just for Luton, but for any team that's playing in an empty stadium. It's not so daunting to go away anymore. It's and not. Blackburn also have Adam Armstrong. I think he's. I think despite how good Ivan Tony's been, Armstrong's like top scorer in the league still. He's he's smashing them in. So it's going to be a tough game. Looking forward to it. Got to wait what thirteen more days. That going to be good. That's awful, isn't it? It's a long wait, mate. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for your call. You were great. Let's move on to Mark. Mark, what was it you wanted to talk about? Uh, basically, it's just on reflection of how the season's going, where we are, and I think although we've had a a uh, couple of like Watford, I don't want to talk about it, but generally I think we're in a really good place and everyone should be really happy with uh, how the season's progressing. If you look back at this, like, some of the fixtures we've had this season, one that stood out for Batara was the Nottingham Forest one. Because um, you look at it and you think before the game, you might have taken a point, but with that red card and that second half performance, is that maybe one game you look at this season and you think that was disappointing? Probably the two games that probably frustrated me was Watford and the Forest second half. But I think when you look at the overall season in terms of where we are, we know what our budget's like. And I think everyone should be really happy where we are. The other point really is in terms of where the club is overall. We're very, I feel we're very fortunate that we've got a board and we've got owners that have got the club and the community with the best interest at heart. They will always make decisions for the best of the club. They give the manager a budget. And if you look at the state of some of the clubs, especially in the pandemic, pandemic with like uh, like the Bolton and Berry, I just think we should all be very fortunate. Uh, the point of 40 years with Fortin Luton's a bit of a roller coaster, but I just think we're with the new ground coming. I just think we're in a really really good place and uh, sort of looking forward to the season really. I think you've made some really good points then. If we like, just start with performances this season, Batara, you'd probably say that the same like that Forest that forest second half I know you definitely weren't happy with. The Watford performance uh, didn't really offer much and, and you know apart from that it has been okay this season hasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, like you say about the game against Watford, I mean, did the thing that annoyed you was it the fact that we didn't really show any real desire to get at them? Was that what the issue was? Because for me, that's what it was for me, obviously. But um, but no, with the Forest game as well, it's just the fact of second half. Like I keep saying that I repeat myself every single week, but it was dreadful. It honestly was. Go down. I mean, the opposition goes down to ten men. You expect something, and it just didn't happen for us. But would you uh, would you agree about the Watford game about the real desire to get someone uh, to get them? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, from from my point of view, I mean, I think it'd been built up. We haven't played them for fourteen years, and we were all told that the players knew how much it, it meant. And Nathan Jones came out saying, "Oh, we weren't first to the tackles, and we seemed flat, and we sort of rested everyone from the Man United game." And it just uh, it was just a, a horrible, horrible game that we didn't create anything. And uh, and I know we're not creating a lot of chances. Uh, and that's, that's another sort of confirm, but uh, yeah, I think take those two games out and uh, and we're tense. Uh, you look at some of the size of the clubs that they are in the league and Sheffield Wednesday have sacked their managers today. So uh, yeah, I think we're in, a, we're in a good place. I, I would agree with you totally. I, the, 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 for me, the Watford game would have been a, a big, big thing if we'd have been able to go. And we were lacklustre that day. Um, not as far as I agree with Bataro. Bataro, you know, you're totally on it. We should have done better there. But overall, we can't complain about our season right now because we're doing really, really well. We're doing really well. We've got a good motivator. And we've got a fantastic leadership in, in, in the club itself. 2020 have done so much for us. And with the new ground coming, the only way for me is up. I hope I'm just here to see the ground yeah, built and get in it. Ah, he will, Dave. Don't worry about that. He will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like you said about the um, obviously disappointment, the fact that we're going, we're getting disappointed about a one-all draw at home to Nottingham Forest. That says it already how good our season really has yeah. been. Just one, one other point, if I can make it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, uh, basically, just when when I listen to the the podcast, it's it's basically like being down the pub with you, having a drink, talking about talking about Luton. I mean, that's great. I I. I go home and away and I won't mind admitting I sort of really struggled with the lockdown mm-hmm. uh, and it has been difficult. Uh, but really, just sort of your podcast is, is just a massive help and it's just uh, something I've got to look forward to and I just want to thank you guys for uh, putting it on, really. Brilliant. Do you know what else? When, you, when you're away and you see us, come over and say hello. Come over <laughs> and say hello. Because you'll recognise Bataro because of his long hair and his almost tattoo of Nathan Jones he's going to get at some point. <laughs> one, uh, sorry, I'm taking up your time, but one no, of the things I was, I was going to mention and one of my frustrations that I mentioned on social media is our inability to get points from losing positions. It's, uh, so we've basically lost 15 away from home where we've conceded the first goal. Uh, we haven't got an away point from losing positions since Sunderland in 2019. We haven't won away from losing positions since Oxford in 2018. It's just, wow. I think it's a good, de- it's a good debate from you guys in terms of why is it that we can't turn around points from losing positions. For me, sorry, the first thing first would be the, maybe the step up in quality going to the championship. Straight away for me, if we can't, if we go and obviously uh, go down or whatever else and we can't put it back, then is it because of the step up in quality maybe? Or I don't know. I mean, things things change, but I, I, to be honest, I can't give you the answer. I have no idea why that is. 
And to be honest, yeah. I can't start speaking conspiracy <laughs> theories or theories because I've had enough drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the water tonight, fella. I ain't got to lie to you. But yeah, oh, I don't know, really. That's a good point, though. But, uh, we have to and, and I suppose start. it can be quite harsh comment when you think what our waveform since Nathan came on board. But for me, I went to all 12 away games where we lost 12 consecutive away games and you just went. And as soon as you conceded, you knew what was going to happen. It was, it was like a, a done deal. And yes, most of them were under Graham Jones and away form has been pretty good uh, since Nathan Jones came on board. But it's, we're still Watford, there was nothing when we went behind. Millwall, there was nothing when we went behind. But yeah, it's just something I've noticed and it's just frustrates the heck out of me. Although it has been a positive season and everything I've said before. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent everything you've said is, is exactly how I feel. So brilliant. And <laughs> I hope I hope that we have that, that game where we go away, we go one nil down and we win five one. How good how good would that be? Wouldn't be bad. Oh, just it'd just be just be incredible. Like I said, to like go to all twelve games or you went behind, you knew what was gonna happen and then then the thing is, we still went to Middlesbrough, which was the game we won, which was the next one. But you still go everywhere, and and like I said, it's just a big hole. It's like not missed a game home and away for about three years. It's just like well, <laughs> it's hard for everyone. I'm no I'm no different to anyone else, and everyone's just really struggling. But yeah, we just want to get back and get some normality back. Well, let's fingers crossed. Hope for that. We can actually just get some fans. Hopefully, just get in for the rest of the, the rest of the season. Somebody, That's, somebody gets in, yeah. And uh, also, you know, look at that yeah. legend shirt. Your name's going to be on. I know that'd be good. Mine will be under the armpit. My name will be under the armpit. <laughs> totally. That's where. That's, that's where my name's going to be. It's been great. But, uh, it, yeah, and it, like like I've just repeated myself. Just the the podcast you do. It's just. It's really helped me and uh, it's been a really difficult time for me and I've really struggled at times. But uh, yeah, it just it gives me something to look to and I actually feel like it's been down the pub with you guys and we're just having a beer talking about Luton. And, oh, amazing. Uh, you you probably don't appreciate it, just what you do, you put out and just the whole mental illness thing. It's, uh, you, you may or may not appreciate sort of you putting out a podcast how much it'll it'll help people oh mate no that's really really touching thank you so much that's really kind words and it's like we said Batari you'll, you'll back this up you can't miss him if you just see us at any game and you just want to come <laughs> have a chat come have a beer with us why not if if next next time we go away sold out away and let's go have a beer let's just yeah yeah, de- yeah definitely but thanks for having me on and uh, thanks uh, once again thanks for everything you do and uh, onwards and upwards solution yeah, come on, you atters. Mark, thank you so much for your call. And up next, we have James. James, what is it you want to talk about today? Uh, a couple of things, really. Uh, mainly, I'd like to talk about um, Hatters Heritage. Okay. That's so nice. Hatters, so, uh, Hatters Heritage is a charitable organisation, uh, sort of co-run by Luton Town Fan, with the main aim to preserve the heritage of the football club. Do you know what? So... Uh, do you know what? Can I just interrupt you there? Just just briefly. Sure. I have, I found um, a while ago a scrapbook that somebody gave to me and I, I'm going to, if I find it, I'm going to take it into Hatter's Heritage straight away. It's actually um, a, 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 
a, a biography almost of Bruce Rioch's time with Luton Town Football Club. Signed, no, pictures, really? yeah, signed pictures of him, um, paper cuttings. Um, it was fantastic. So if I find it, I'll take it in. Yeah, dig it out, dig it out. Um, I guess the, I, the main person you want to try and contact is uh, Roger Wash, uh, who is the, the club's historian and sort of the, the figurehead for Hatter's Heritage. Um, so I guess the the aim of Hatter's Heritage is, is, I mean, we're in a position now, we're very lucky where we've actually got half-decent owners. But as you know, that hasn't always been the case. Yeah. Um, and, and the ownership of the football club and the history of the football club are two separate parts. A football club is a business, uh, but it's not really a business to fans like us. And preserving that heritage is, is very important. It's also, it's also arguably of national interest. So the idea behind Hatter's Heritage is to, to focus on uh, keeping the history of the club yep. away from potential owners' hands in future um, and, yeah, to preserve that history. Um, over the last three years, we've... Uh, been looking at trying to digitise that history. And uh, as a result, uh, hatterheritage.co.uk is the uh, the website that's sort of been born as a result of that. And uh, it's, it's a team of tens of volunteers that have sort of taken it to a point where it was launched last week and, uh, yes, yeah, sort of continues to be updated uh, constantly as we go. Amazing. Have you, are you, is it a social media platform as well people can go and follow? Yeah, so uh, Hatter's Heritage on Twitter, it's on Facebook. Um, I think uh, I think there might be a YouTube, there is a YouTube channel as well um, with uh, an interview with uh, Roy Bainham on there as well. Oh, amazing! Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Hatter's Heritage are looking for volunteers to sort of help scan things. I mean, Roger's got. I mean, Roger's an amazing person to speak to. He's, he's got so much information going back. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can you can ask him any result, and he just knows it. Knows He's an encyclopedia, isn't he, Roger? I, I've 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 followed him on on lots of stuff. He he talks, and you you're totally right. He knows practically everything, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, and uh, it's it's really rewarding to get involved. So, I just I, anyone that's interested and got any time whatsoever, they're looking for people to scan scan um, memorabilia, take photos of it update the website that kind of thing if you've got any time and any inclination towards the club then uh get in touch uh sort of via social media platform uh, i'll tell you what we'll do james well we, we can do a tweet we'll do a tweet and if you after this call we can have a chat we can we can talk about what you'd like to say we'll just whack a tweet out and uh and yeah if you want to volunteer go go on our socials over in the town and and, and check out the tweet we can sort that out um apart from apart from that anything else you wanted to chat about yeah, I'll just uh, just um, just a, a little bit of another bit of cheeky promo for my for my own app, um, LTFC News. It's just a cheeky cheeky plug for uh, the app, and you know, give it a download, get involved in the Prediction League, enjoy a certain podcast for it as well. The Prediction and, uh, the, the Prediction League really yeah. really bugs me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, why? Well, because we, I can't do it. Well, should we just... We, I'm, let's rubbish I'm, I'm rubbish at it. Do you know what? Why, why aren't we doing this as a competition between us three? Well, let's just, let's just say now, right, let's, let's look, look at the next... Let's do the next game. Blackburn Rovers at home. Us four on the call right now. Uh, let's do score predictions because I'm going to say 2-0 Luton next game. Dave, what are you saying? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. Pataro, what are you saying? Blackburn at home. Um, 2-1 Luton. 2-1. 
And I guess then, James, what are you saying for the next game? See, not, it's not, not good when you're asked, is it? It's not good when you're asked yourself. I think 1-0. Oh, oh. I think we'd take that though, wouldn't we, Batara? Yeah, You'd be happy with a one yeah. Absolutely. You put me on the spot, oh. really. I panicked and said 3 <laughs> 0. Amazing. Well, you can go follow uh, James and LTFC News on Twitter. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a little plug as well. Um, James, thank you so much for your call. No worries. Thank you. And last up on the podcast tonight, Nick, you're our final caller. You're calling all the way from Poland. What is it you want to talk about today? Good evening, guys. I'd like to talk about uh, being in 10th place so far at the moment good start to the season uh, and this time last year I'd be quite surprised if we were managing this bit so I'm very happy that we're sitting in temp right now under Graham Jones did you think it was only going one way do you, do you look back at that, that season now and think if it wasn't for Nathan Jones that we might have been might have been gone yeah I was I was very disappointed because I thought Graham Jones would be a very um, after Nathan Jones left I was quite gutted so when they got in Graham Jones I was quite happy especially with his calibre where he come from who he'd worked with uh, and then that whole season was a bit of a bust it was really disappointing and I was actually quite happy when Nathan Jones came back even though I was a bit sceptical that you know he uh, he left us in the lurch uh, I was I was quite happy when he came back. So uh, I think if Nathan Jones hadn't come back, I think we'd be down this time. I totally agree with that. I would hundred percent agree with that. That it, it, the the thing is, I think we just said this on on previous podcasts. I don't know how long ago, but when Jones left, when Nathan Jones left, it was it was the way he left. Not not yeah not, exactly. It, it was totally the way he left, and yeah. you know. To go away and then go to Stoke and then take that reward with the bloody Stoke shirt on, all, all that. Right. So it just winds you up. But actually, it was Stoke of genius bringing him back. 100% Stoke of genius. He knows, the, he knows a lot of the players. I mean, of course, they had some new players come in uh, when Graham Jones was there, but he knew a good bulk of the players. So it's like Elliot Lee, George Monker. I mean, Monker's got his, you know, got his game back on. Elliot Lee's picking up again. Totally true, and and you know what we 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 said this earlier, didn't we, this evening that um, he knows the players. He's got players performing better than they ever performed under Graham Jones. And Graham Jones even sort of gave up on Berry, didn't he? And he gave up on yeah. certain players. So it's nice to see um, the motivation that the, the new manager or our old manager, in, in inverted commas, gives us. And and they are playing for Nathan Jones, and and it was a stroke of genius for twenty twenty bringing back. What's your guys' take on the Hilton Collins situation? What on the uh, who should play? Yeah, well, it's just I mean, I was speaking with my dad earlier. My dad's been a, a lifelong Luton fan since '67, and we were talking about this uh, earlier about Hilton. I think it kind of echoes what you were saying on previous podcasts. That, like, is Hilton Championship quality? Maybe yes, maybe no. But he hasn't really had the service the balls down the middle on the left or on the right to actually try and prove that. You know, Collins is quite established, but is, is Hilton good for number two? Um, well, from my point of view, maybe it was, um, what we were speaking about earlier, we were saying maybe, um, oh, do you know what, I'm going to get as my things echoing. Not here is yourself. We <laughs> hear it's, yourself. It's what happens when Patara's oh, on mate, it's awful. I do this ever again. But, um, oh, leave. But no, I was going to say, what I was going to say about my whole thing about Moncur, maybe, um, you know, off the ball, maybe Danny Hilton has to be off the ball, potentially, I don't know. But I don't know, if it's between them two, is Collins the workhorse? 
Kwanzaa put the shift in and it'll maybe maybe he's got a bit more natural fitness. I don't know. But I Danny Hilton, I think he's championship quality, but whether he can himself, I'm not too sure. Well, Nick, I would say you said your dad's been supporting Luton for a long time, right? So as an older supporter as I am, I would say I'm looking for two strong attacking forces that we have. So, you know, you have your you have your 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 main man that you aim for and someone that plays off him. Yeah. And we don't have right. that. We don't have that. So I would agree with your father. Um I would like to see him both playing to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time that there were two up front with Collins and Hilton. Or even if that's happened. Maybe I missed it, but you know, my my, my dad remembers, you know, David Priest, David Moss, Steve Foster, Mick Harford, especially Harford up front, big oh. guy, always on the ball head, and uh, you know, quite quite a Luton legend. Your dad, and we just your, don't seem to have that. Your dad supported Luton Town, um, the same era as me. So I totally agree right. with it. I totally agree with him. You think the thing is, we 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 come from the eighties and the seventies, and you come with rose rose tinted spectacles really sometimes because we had. We had a team that was so successful. We, we, we enjoyed so much fun and, and, and so much success. And you had, you had the, you're right, you had the likes of Harford up front. You had, you had a, such a stunning team that yeah. it's, it's sometimes when you look at the team now, it's, you always compare. As an older person, you compare them to, to your era. And I've said this before on the podcast, you always compare your era. And I can't compare... Um, you, you you can't say things like Hartford Hartford was better than Collins, but I think he was. But you know, Collins scores loads of goals. You know, it's a tough one, isn't it? It really it's, is a tough it's one. Really tough. It's it's about your own era. So I agree with you. I agree with your dad totally. And uh, you know, Luton goes quite back in our family. My my granddad was at the nineteen fifty nine FA Cup final, and my grandma was at the uh, Bristol Rovers twelve nil thrashing where Joe Payne scored ten goals. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's amazing. So and my dad and my brother attended the Littlewoods Cup final in 88, obviously quite a momentous occasion. And um, one of my first games I remember, was it 90 or 91? The day that Kenny Dugleish left Liverpool <laughs> and Liverpool visiting uh, visited Kenilworth Road and Luton won, I think it was 3-1 that game. We were sitting in what is now the uh, away section. Or so, close to that area. Okay, they're like some of my like earliest memories. But um, you know, my 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 days of watching them on TV as well in the mid nineties when it was the uh, FA Cup run of ninety three, ninety four, and especially when they got all the way to the semi final in so, uh, ninety four against Chelsea. And ever since then, I've hated Chelsea with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I hated Chelsea with a passion, but you know that cut run for me. The one that stands that was magic. That out, was the, magic. The one that stands out for me is Cardiff. Um, and yeah. I was standing on the terrace at Cardiff, um, and it was, it was an amazing game. The the priest goal because the offside law had changed yeah. bef- just before the offside law had changed, so they all thought he was offside. And he was totally onside, um, and all the aggro afterwards. Crazy, crazy, crazy day. Yeah, I, I remember the the, the two 0 against Newcastle and then the three two against the Hammers and uh, Scott Oakes of that hat trick was just that was just a phenomenal game. That was just one of my one of my memories from uh, when I was a kid. It was top game. Top I love game. the way you two are just sitting here chatting about these amazing games you've been here. Me and Bataro just <laughs> listening, 
with so much yep. jealousy because we've grown up with like Hayes and Yedding away and Ebb's Fleet away and, you know, oh, stuff like that, haven't we, Oh, yeah, that's a good away day, so <laughs> yeah, <I'm> local pub. <laughs> yeah. Could I just no, say at this you know. point, though, that's the point of, of my age group, right? Because I'm old, I've witnessed some really, really good times with Luton Town and you guys, you young guys, have got so much more to look forward to. So much more. We've got a great team behind us. We've got a great, we've got a great, you know, 2020. Don't doubt. It's exciting, what, isn't it? The yeah, it's exciting. so exciting, so exciting. So you're going to have you're going to have those experiences, and in 20 years' time, you're going to talk back and say, "Do you remember wait. when we did this?" I can't wait, Nick. Uh, thank you so much for your call. It's been great chatting to you, mate. Yeah, thank you. Keep up the good work, guys. Look forward to listening to it next week. Well, thank you to everyone who's been on the podcast today. We've had a lot of fun doing our first ever phone in, and we think we went okay, didn't we? Had, had lots of good callers on today. It was good fun. Um, but Sarah, how did your internet cope over there on Zoom on the iPad, mate? You know exactly how it copes, not very well. <laughs> but uh, do you know what, boys? It it was it was decent. I mean, I'd rather be there with you, obviously, but no can do, unfortunately. And hopefully, in the near future, we can go back to normal because I cannot well, do with this. Internet if we recorded like, sure. this, if we could recorded this in a park. Then one of us can meet Batari. Yeah, I don't we? think anyone's going to a park at 9 uh, p.m. on a well, Monday well, night. In a, hang on, Dave, in a park? What my fucking dog? Are you going to take me for a walk? <laughs> what I would say, what I would say about, oh. to, what I say about tonight, <laughs> it was nice to to hear some of the voices that are listening to us as well. Um, it's been brilliant. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Maybe we should make this a monthly thing. And yeah, it'd be nice, you know, yeah, once a month. Why not? You might be listening to this and thinking, you know, I, I fancy that. And if you are listening and you fancy something like that, just drop us a DM saying that you fancy being on the podcast. It's really easy. We'll, we'll get your number. We can sort it out. And let's just try and make this a monthly thing and see how it goes down. Why not? A lot of fun. Um, I think we're going to take next week off because of the international break, unless we can figure something out. We'll see. We'll, I'm not going to promise anything, but we'll see. And um, yeah, been good fun, boys. Um, Blackburn at home next. We'll... Say again, Batara. Big respect to those who called in as well. Thank you very much. 100%. 100%. Big respect. Um, Right, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, Catch us maybe next week, but definitely in two weeks. And have a great rest of your week. And I guess we'll see you you soon. That was a terrible ending. We'll see you soon. I was waiting for you guys to say something. (laughs) We can't interrupt you right now. I'm not there. It's difficult. Have a good week and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.